Hi, I'm Eric. And I'm Haley. And we are Reels on Reels. Okay, so for today's episode, we're going to be talking about some films that are very dear to me. And these are the Sherlock Holmes films that star Robert Downey Jr. and Jude Law. Yes. Yes. I really like these. Back when I was in high school and these were coming out, me and my friend Danielle, we went to go see these together. And we even called each other Sherlock Holmes and Watson. (laughs) That's cute. Yeah, yeah. I was Watson because I, I keep stuff from going horribly wrong. So, so Danielle was uh, Sherlock. Yeah, she was Sherlock. Interesting. Yeah, it was funny. We would write little notes to each other in like old English. Yeah. <laughs> Do you guys dress up like them too? No, I don't think we ever went that far, but yeah. it, it would have. If, if there had been a little bit more time, yeah, probably. <laughs> that would have been fun. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so these ones are, I really like these, especially the first one, which we're going to start talking about first. The first Sherlock Holmes that came out in 2009. Nine, yeah, I believe that's what it is. Yeah, so this I've, one, it's, it's, really, it's really fun. Absolutely. What, yeah. I think both movies were, were a lot of fun. Yeah. They're both directed by Guy Ritchie. Yeah. So mm-hmm. he has his this like stylization about yes. it that he takes on with these. And I think it's it's really on display in the first one. Yeah. Yeah. The, it really is. It really Like the slow-mo through. breakdown of fight scenes where he kind of, Sherlock talks about what move he's going to do and why he's going to do it. I really it. enjoy that. Yeah. Like, it, it, and it's really iconic. Like, you ended up seeing stuff like that, like in Tag, which came out recently. They took the same kind of stylized. Yeah. Yeah. So it set the scene for a lot of stuff there. Yeah. So give us a little breakdown of the first one here. All right. So, the, yeah, the first Sherlock Holmes follows uh, Sherlock Holmes and Watson as um, they're kind of going off this occult case that's going through London town. And there you got all these people who are being killed, and it seems almost paranormal, supernatural mm-hmm. in ways. And, of course, Sherlock being a man of science and Watson being a man of science, they're they're going to try to debunk. debunk it. Yeah. Yeah, and they're kind of on a time limit. And, you know, with the Sherlock Holmes and solving mysteries and stuff. Yeah. Yes. So the villain in this first one is played by Mark Strong. He's great. Yeah, he's he's very villainous for sure. <laughs> I think in every movie he plays he's very villainous. He's he's very capable of playing a villain. That Even is, though he's not being a villain, he's like a villain. <laughs> yeah. I think it's just demeanor. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He he does a really good job here. I do wish that his character maybe had been used a little bit more. Yeah. But I thought he was kind of a standout. Like, as as being a fan of him, I thought he was a standout as the villain in this film. Yeah. Yeah, like, I really liked... Like, he just has this face. His, his <laughs> face just works as what a... What about his voice? His voice, too. But, yeah, I think his voice carries him quite a bit. Yeah, like, I, I just think it's the angles of his face, especially with this film when he's got, like, the... He's covered in a hood and he's wearing, like, oh, kind of yeah. angular suits and everything. He just pulls off the, the villain just, vibe. He just comes through. Yeah, it definitely yeah. comes through. And while we're talking about performances, I think we need to talk about just Robert Downey Jr. as Sherlock Holmes. Yeah, he... Yeah. I think he embodies... Just, like, it's it's different... It's a different one, but like that's I don't see it any different, really. Like 
like I never really read the books. Yeah. Like I know of Sherlock Holmes, right? I know on how um just from hearing about it how how he handles the cases and how he goes about it. And Robert Downey Jr.'s Sherlock Holmes is I guess sounds the same way but a lot more eccentric. Eccentric is a really good word right? to describe it. Yeah. Yeah, cuz I think the people who were working on this film, they were like we want it to be Sherlock Holmes but as if he were bohemian. <laughs> I guess that would be yeah. a good way. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like and Robert Downey Jr really pulls that off really well. Like he I does. I love his personality as Sherlock Holmes. And his his delivery and, and comedy is I think is spot on. Yeah. It just he just gets it right at that right moment to mm-hmm. make you just giggle or laugh or just you know make he's a face. He's just out there enough too yeah. to like just his performance is comedic in a way. Yeah. Like, but not over the top. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He, he's definitely uh, definitely great. What about Watson? Yes, because Jude Law is playing his foil character here, and it's like kind of like how Sherlock is the eccentric one. Now Watson, played by Jude Law, is the buttoned-up doctor. Yeah, straight edge. Like. Yeah, he, he's he's there definitely to clean up Sherlock's messes. <laughs> Absolutely. But it works. It, it, the dynamic between the two works really well. Yeah, at least in this movie. Definitely. I remember when we were watching it, I was saying that I really appreciated how Jude Law was able to kind of blend into the background just enough to be a sidekick, but also to stand out as... As his own... Yeah. yeah, It was was really interesting to see that because he's not completely a side character. No, But his, his personality is subdued just enough to be like, this is Sherlock's show, obviously. Yeah. And I'm here to make sure he doesn't die. But yeah, <laughs> it's like you know you have you have your main character and your supporting characters. He's definitely a supporting character, but he's almost up there to be a main character. Oh yeah, right. Like, yeah. And, and 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 the way they they uh, he carries himself to be that, and it, like you were saying, it's just just enough to not be the main character Mm -hmm. but he has a demanding presence all the same yeah yeah and the whole time is they're they're there yeah they have that really good banter yeah yeah oh man and then another role that's in this one that i really like is rachel mcadams oh i love her i love rachel mcadams and she's she's great in this i love her she's playing a character named irene adler and if you are familiar with sherlock lore and whatnot then her name is very familiar to me so it might be familiar to you as well, Irene Adler. Um, so I really like what Rachel McAdams brought to the character here. It's like she's so charming. <laughs> in her own way. Yes, in her own way. She's just so charming, and I loved her outfits. The costume design for her is fantastic. I think the costume design for the whole movie was great. That is true. Like, the costume design for the whole movie is fantastic. It's, it depicts that era, that time, mm-hmm. but yet has that modern look to it. A little bit steampunk in a way. Yeah. 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 Like yeah. Yeah. I think. I think. I think you got it. Steampunk yeah. might be the right word. Yeah, because I believe the film is set in 1890, mm-hmm. and there's just a, a just enough steampunk to go into that. So it's not like your your traditional yeah 1880s 1890 yeah, type. It's got a modern touch to it. They just that little bit. Yeah. You know. it, it goes along really well with that Guy Ritchie stylization that mm-hmm. the whole film has. And I think that's why it appeals to me so much. It just has this really interesting style to it, a blend of styles. And that goes for both movies, right? 
for the most for the most part i think the first film is a little bit more stylized in that way than the second one when we get into game of shadows okay yeah but another thing i want to talk about though before we move on to game of shadows is hans zimmer's music oh oh how can we forget to talk about hans zimmer's music yeah you can't he's it's it's one of the best soundtracks that i think he's put out really like, it's one of those ones where as soon as I hear it, I'm like, ah, oh, yes, Sherlock Holmes, yes. I know <laughs> no, that immediately. I know I know you mentioned to me uh, a couple of days ago um, that Hans Zimmer went and bought an, a out-of-tune piano. Yes, he spent $200 to buy an out-of-tune piano, and that's what he ended up using to make a lot of the, the music for Sherlock Holmes because it had that quirkiness to it. See, that's amazing that, you know... Th- talk about thinking out of the box. Oh yeah, which and, is something that Zimmer does all the time. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, if you if you li- if you ever listen to some of the stuff that he's done, like like for, for Batman, right, or uh, any of the other movies, he's always done something out of the ordinary to you know to to put in you know in yeah, the it elements makes his, of the movie his stuff special. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It makes each soundtrack special in a yeah. way. That that that's Hans Zimmer. Right? That's just who he is. Mm-hmm. You know, like I don't know, you know, how many people really know of him. I'm sure a lot of people do, but I mean, really, no often like watched him talk about how he creates music and his process and all that, and it's very interesting. You know, um, again, my buddy Ryan, he's a composer, and he talks about Zimmer a lot, and that's how I learned a lot about Hans Zimmer is because of him and how. You know, Zimmer would kind of step out of that that comfort zone and just kind of push the edge. Mm-hmm. You know, and like, oh, just try something new, and then he's like, oh, that actually sounds pretty good. Let's throw that in the movie. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, <laughs> just out of out of like like the whole two hundred dollar out of tune piano to use for for Sherlock Holmes. Mm-hmm. Like, I never would have known that. Yeah, who would mentioned. have thought of that? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and then you listen to the soundtrack, you're like, dude, this is amazing. Yeah, the soundtrack for Sherlock Holmes is great. I love the theme. Yeah. I love it so much. Is there anything you want to say about the, the fight choreography here? Because I think the fight choreography is very it's very apparent in this yes, one. Yes, and and just, you know, when I first saw it, I'm, I was like, oh, he knows Kung Fu? <laughs> I was like, Robert Downey Jr. knows Kung Fu? <laughs> like, he knows Kung Fu. I mean, just Sherlock Holmes knowing Kung Fu in itself. Yeah. And then... And then come to find out that, you know, I th- I th- you, you told me this. Yeah, when I was doing my own research on the film, I saw that um, the fight consultant, the choreographer for this film, is actually the choreographer who was teaching Robert, Robert Downey, Downey Jr. Yeah. Kung Fu as part of his rehab. We, yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and that's why it, it comes through, because watching the fight scenes, you know, mm-hmm. especially in the first one, in that one brawl scene that they had. In oh, the, yeah, I love that brawl scene. And it was like, Oh, I know those moves. You know, mm-hmm. being a martial artist itself is like I, like I know that, and like he does, he's doing it really, really well. Like he knows it, mm-hmm. and then come to find out that he actually he does did. Kinda. Yeah, no, he did learn it to get through whatever it is he needed to get mm-hmm. through. You know, in his life, and yeah, it shows. Mm-hmm. And then to being, you know, to incorporate it in a film, you know, and choreograph, but the same guy who taught him, I mean, like. I think that was a really good fit. Oh, yeah. It was a great fit. And this version of Sherlock Holmes, the kind of bohemian type, it makes total sense that he would know kung fu to me. Yeah. like It, didn't, it makes total sense. Like, it doesn't even... I don't bat an eyelash at it. Like, it just... Oh, yeah. Like, yeah, exactly. Like, <laughs> you know, thinking Sherlock Holmes, you know, 1800s, 
you know, trying to solve crime in, in London. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm thinking like foot chases, tackling, punches mm-hmm. thrown, you know, or maybe even just, you know, with, with like just like your sticks. typical yeah. like brawl type thing. Yeah. But then but this then, version of Sherlock Holmes, we're we're doing some quick kung fu movements here. We're doing some <laughs> like the, nasty the, the kicks going on. The methodical, on. <laughs> like, okay, this is gonna happen. How am I gonna react to this? And then yeah. and then it plays out and you're like, whoa. Like at first it kinda like, whoa, this is interesting. Mm-hmm. But it never broke me from the movie. Yeah. Right? And then I never really even thought about it. It was just kinda like, oh, we got Kung Fu in the film. Cool. Mm-hmm. It just moves on. Yeah, and it's part of that stylization that I really yeah. like about the first one and these Game of not Game of Shadows. I'm like going into the second one already. <laughs> but um, the the Sherlock Holmes films that Guy Ritchie did, um, I really like the stylization, and it yeah. comes through so well in the first one, and yeah. I really enjoy the first one. Yeah. Yeah, the first Sherlock Holmes is definitely my favorite of the two, but I, I do still like the second one. But just oh, the stylization and the story in the first one and how you're kind of on like a ticking time limit. Yeah. Like it carries me along. Yeah. And I just, I'm just really enthralled the entire time. And I love how the, how he's playing out the science in his head mm-hmm. and how he explains it later on. So. You know, I like those kind of movies when they kind of give you little little bits and pieces, and then you know, kind of, and then shows you exactly as he's solving it. Mm-hmm. You know, so I, I love that 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 part of it too. So overall, like I love this movie's great. Yeah, I I love the two thousand nine Sherlock Holmes. Yeah, that's it's great. Do I, recommend. This I one. do. I do too. We we own it, and you know, yes. Those of you who know us. Let me know. I'll let you borrow it. Yes. Hey, hey you can ask me. Technically, oh, this is her. fine. That's true. <laughs> no. It is her. So you have to ask her. You got to ask me, and I am the gatekeeper here. But ask anyway. <laughs> <laughs> but time to move on to the second one. All right, so. All right. So Sherlock Holmes: A Game of Shadows. This one came out in 2011. So a couple years went by. It still has a, a similar stylization to the first one, but I think it's a little bit more dialed down in this one. Yeah, Slight, I think slightly less of that steampunk. Feel yeah, I think to they it. went more into um, more of a story. I'd say, like they they maybe concentrated more on that than as opposed to like the style because they've already established it. Mm-hmm. They've established the yeah. style just enough that they can still put tidbits of it in there. Yeah, but it's not as pronounced of a thing. Yeah. And I did write that down as, like, notes for this, that in the sequel, it's like they kind of increased the stakes a little bit. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not... In the first film, you're you're sticking to one particular area, and you're dealing with kind of a small, in-this-city type case. Yeah. And then in the second one, we're going into different countries. Yeah. We're, we're Explain dealing... a little bit. Give us a little bit of background on this Well, one. in this one, this in this Game of Shadows, we're dealing with a new case, and it, it brings in the character that if you're a fan of Sherlock Holmes, you will know this character, Moriarty, Professor Moriarty. So if you're familiar with Professor Moriarty, you know that he's one of Sherlock Holmes' biggest nemeses. Like, he's mm-hmm. like an even match for Sherlock Holmes. And so this, this film plays out, and Moriarty has... A, a plot that he's going to put out and Sherlock has to figure out what that is while they're playing like a game of chess. Yeah. Like it's, it's like a literal game of chess throughout the entire movie. And Moriarty is like one step ahead of Sherlock all the time. Yeah. And Sherlock has to figure out, am I being faked out here? Is this for real? Yeah. He's always behind, behind. Yeah. 
Yeah, and it, it takes them across country lines. We're dealing with a lot more characters. There's a lot more stuff going on. A lot more traveling around. Yeah. yeah, this one, it definitely increases the stakes, but at the same time, it does not feel like there's as much going on because it's kind of, it's bigger, but it's also broader. Mm-hmm. So it doesn't have that ticking time bomb aspect that the first film did, and that mm-hmm. makes it feel like it's a little bit more drawn out, to me at least. Yeah, I have to agree. To me, it kind of dragged a little, little bit. A little. A <laughs> little bit. Yeah. Yeah, certain points. And there's, and I know I know that they tried a couple of new things in the second one that I, it just didn't hit well with me, like camera-wise. Oh, yeah. So there were certain certain scenes, um, maybe about three-quarters of the way out in the woods. Mm-hmm. There's, um, a, there's a chase scene. Yeah. And the, they utilize a lot of slow motion. And Which is, I was okay the with. The slow motion is fine, but there's also some digital camera work that takes place yeah, inside just, of these slow motion scenes, and that kind of broke me. It felt, yeah, exactly. It felt out of place. Yeah. Completely out of place. It didn't happen a lot, but when it did, it totally broke me, and I'm like, whoa. Yeah. And then it took me a little bit to get back, and then broke me again, because it did it a couple of mm-hmm. times. I'm like, oh, I wish they didn't do that. Yeah, because in this particular scene, they're running through the woods, they're they're evading gunfire and everything. So they're, we're doing some slow motion camera work, and then all of a sudden it'll become 360. It'll become three-dimensional. Yeah, or Ooh. just like the running, of like the camera's attached to your head. Like, yeah. It's weird. It's just yeah, really it's, weird. It's, it's definitely a little, a little shocking at times, yeah. and it, it does kind of take me out of the scene. Um, I didn't have as much of a problem with it as you did, though. Yeah, I, I really did. It's just, it, it didn't, to me, it didn't fit. Yeah. It, it didn't fit to me. It just felt out of place, and um, they could have probably done without it. Just They could have just, just done a regular, um, you know, camera on a stick and just yeah. get the shot of the guy running. Well, I, I appreciate the effort. Yeah, no, I do too. I, I yeah. think, you know, it, it's always good for, for filmmakers to try something new. It's just This one just didn't really hit. Yeah, because to me, it kind of felt like we're, we've dialed back the, the stylization with the fight scenes that we had in the first film. So let's try something a little bit different that's stylized. But this one just didn't hit me as well as yeah. the other one. Yeah. Which is unfortunate, but that's only one aspect of this one yeah. that I didn't like. There was, there was plenty of aspects that I did. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We have the returning characters, of course. Uh, we absolutely. have Robert Downey Jr. as Sherlock, and he's a little bit more flamboyant in this one. <laughs> he, does, he does a little bit more out there things. Oh, yes. But he just, he just pulls it off so well. He is Robert Downey Jr. Yeah. Just like he is Iron Man. He is Sherlock Holmes. Yeah, like I, like I believe it. You know, like yeah. he. There's this one scene where he's trying to disguise himself, and he's wearing interesting clothing and everything. And he just he just really pulled it off. Like it was almost like he pulled a like Sherlock was doing a different character. Yeah, it was it was <laughs> once again Robert Downey Jr. is a, a man acting as a dude who acting as a dude. You know, like <laughs> something going on in that way. He could totally and he can do. really pull that off so well. He definitely can. And then Jude Law again. Yeah, Jude Law comes back the same again. As he is. Yeah. If anything, I actually think he stands out a little bit more in this one. He has yeah. he has some of his own things going on here too that make him a little bit more prominent as a character. That's 
true. I yeah. think I think I know what you're talking about. Yeah, because in in the first film, he's a little bit more in the background. The story's not revolving around him. This but one does involve him. This one does yeah. involve him. Like he's a part of the plot that Moriarty has going on. So yeah. that makes him stand out more. Because he is. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, I, I agree with you on that one. And of course, with him standing out more, there's even more bickering between the two of them, and it's great. I loved mm-hmm. it. They just have really good chemistry together. As always. Yes. Um, Rachel McAdams yeah. comes back. Yep. Briefly. <laughs> <laughs> um, I do think that's one of my least favorite things about the sequel is that she's not in it as much as she should have been, I yeah. feel. Um, yeah, I wanted more of her. Yeah, I really liked her character in the first one, so I was very disappointed that she wasn't there as much. Yeah. Very disappointed. The film needed more Rachel McAdams, for sure. We did get more of uh, uh, the other lady. Uh, The new character that we added? She was in the first one, the the fiancé now. Oh, yes. Yes, Watson's fiancé. Yes. We we got to see more of her in this one. Yes. Kelly Riley was in the first film. She's playing a character named Mary, and she's with Watson. So she comes back... um, as this in this film and she has a, a larger role to play mm-hmm. here as well it kind of goes along with watson having a larger role yeah, so does yeah. she because they're both parts of the plot that moriarty yeah. has going down so that that's really interesting to see um this character this film does bring in a new character played by nomi rapaz yes i just looked up how to say her name yesterday so oh, said it right <laughs> yes nomi rapaz <laughs> um, she's playing a character who is brand new, and she has stakes in Moriarty's plot as well. It's kind of mm-hmm. personal to her. Completely involves her. Yeah. Yeah, and she she aids uh, Holmes and Watson on their journeys across co- country lines and mm-hmm. trying to figure out what's going on with Moriarty's plot and everything. And she has a pretty decent role in this. She does. Yeah, and and I really like that she can she can hold her own in her own fight scenes. Too. I loved her introduction. Yeah, I really enjoyed the introduction to her character. Yeah, she was she was a joy. Like if if you were gonna take Rachel McAdams out of my film, I'm glad that you put her in at least. <laughs> Yes, very yeah. glad to see Nomi Rapace there. Would have been great to have them both there. Oh yes, it would have yeah. been great to have them both. I wish I didn't have to choose one or the other. Yeah. Anyway. Studio executives. <laughs> mm. <laughs> My goodness. And uh, there was one other character uh, played. Uh, I, I don't know his name, but um, Sherlock's uh, brother. Oh yes, yes. I think Stephen Fry. Stephen Fry. There you Stephen go. Stephen Fry plays My Mycroft. Mycroft. Mycroft Holmes. It's either, it's either Mycroft or Minecraft. I'm pretty sure it's Mycroft. Um, but yeah, Stephen Fry plays him. And he was great. He's funny. He's definitely the... <laughs> he has he has a very minimal screen time, but the screen time that he does have stands out. Stands out, yeah. yeah. He has a very specific role, a very specific role in the movie. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Yes, he's, he's kind of a joy to see. And... And now I'm remembering a part where I see a bit more of him than I wanted to see, actually. I was just going to bring yes. that out, but yes. he says you already fired out. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Oh, man. You'll see it when you watch it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh. But, yeah, overall, between the two, like, I, I do enjoy both. I own both of them. But I think I prefer the first one just because of the, the stylization and the ticking time bomb aspect well, of it. I think that part of that, too, is because it's, it's introducing that whole side of Sherlock Holmes that most people wouldn't even think of. You know, you think of Sherlock Holmes, you think of, you know, like London with, you know, figuring out um, very intricate 
but very like straight edge, like not eccentric like Robert Downey Jr. And yeah, you don't think of him as an eccentric in that way. You don't think of it that way. You mm-hmm. think of just like, okay, we're going to solve a mystery, mm-hmm. right? This one, you know, Guy Ritchie's um, Sherlock Holmes, uh, the, the two movies here, it's like, all right, we're going to solve a case, but we're going to make it really, really fun. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's like completely out of... You know, they took the name and they took it out of that element. You know, out of the element, they took the name and put it in this element of just a lot of wild, like new, um, like like you said, steampunk. Like yeah, the, just, the steampunk aspect. I yeah, think yeah, that is, really. I think that's someone that really stands out. Yeah, you know, like just, eccentric steampunk. Because I've never read any of the actual Sherlock Holmes stories that Arthur Conan Doyle wrote. Yeah, me neither. Um, my my earliest introduction to a character based off of Sherlock Holmes was the Great Mouse Detective. So okay. I I kind of know that the Sherlock Holmes character has eccentricities about him. Like he's into he's into really interesting stuff. He knows a lot of interesting things that most people wouldn't know about. So a lot of those aspects are kind of similar to the character that I know, but the whole bohemian type laid back attitude that Robert Downey Jr. brings to the <laughs> yeah. character is what's new. He just I guess. took it to a whole new level, right? Oh like, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I've never seen the Benedict Cumberbatch Sherlock Holmes. I haven't seen that, so I, don't, I can't vouch for how he plays the character either. Yeah. But yeah, uh, Robert Downey Jr.'s version is quite eccentric. Very. Quite eccentric, bohemian, laid back. Yeah. Yes. But yeah, good. yeah, I would definitely recommend both of these films. Mm-hmm. You know? uh, I'd say, yeah, watch it in order. Yeah. I would definitely watch it in order. Um, because you know you need to experience the introduction of the oh, characters. Yeah. yeah, definitely. Because the first film really introduces it and really n- not hypes, but really shows off. Yeah, like the the dynamics. The dynamics. Yeah, yeah the dynamics yeah. between everyone because yeah. they they are separate cases, but they they do intertwine in terms of character development. True. True. So it, you do need to see the first one. Carries over. Yeah, yeah, you need to see the first one before you move into the second one or else some things just won't really make sense to you. And I did remember they're trying to make another one. Really? Yeah. The third one. Yeah, it's been in development for like a decade. <laughs> oh, I first time I'm hearing this. Yeah, uh, I, I was trying to look into it. It's it's kind of a rumor at this point because I haven't seen anything concrete about it. Like there's no title really, but I'm pretty sure Jude Law and Robert Downey Jr. are planning on coming back for it. As of right now, it looks like there's a date of it coming out around Christmas 2021. Okay. Well, that's coming up really quick. Yeah. So it'll come out 10 years after the second one, which should be interesting. But I would love to see the two of them back together in, an, in another movie well, like this. Going to have to like, research this. I know. I'm, I'm going to have to keep looking it up. Because as of right now, I'm seeing details of it when I look up A Game of Shadows uh-huh. that they're making another one. But I can't verify it on Jude Law or Robert Downey Jr. Gotcha. or even Guy Ritchie's. So there's stuff. probably not even like a tentative name or anything like that, that that's being. Yeah, it seems around. like it's one of those. Like, yeah, we're green lighting it. It's happening, but we that's don't know. That's all we're getting. <laughs> we don't know when. Well, you, we, we know, know when. We know when, but that could be pushed back still. Yeah. Oh, interesting. Well, I'm looking. I'm gonna look forward to that one. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I can't wait to see more information about that. If it comes available, I hope it happens because I would love to see them back together again. Yes. Because 
I just, I really do like their their pairing as Holmes and Watson. I think it's just yeah. really fun to watch. I think they work off each other quite well. Yeah, their banter is fantastic. Yeah. yeah, I just, I love seeing the two of them together as like the best friend roles and everything. Yeah, they have each other's back, yeah. Yeah, it's it's fun. Like, I, I definitely recommend both of these, really. Like, I've seen some people say they like the first one better, some people like the second one better. Some of them just don't get into Guy Ritchie stuff, so. Yeah, and, yeah. Yeah, like, personally, I haven't seen much of his stuff, but I know I like these. Yeah, I think you'll enjoy some <laughs> of the other ones. Yeah, well, yeah. we'll see. So. We but, will see. Yeah, I say go watch it. Yes. Both. Definitely. Do recommend Sherlock Holmes, the Robert Downey Jr. version. Go watch it. Yes, go watch it. Thank you for sticking around with us for this episode. I'm Haley. And I'm Eric. And we are Reels on Reels. On Reels.